Welcome to What The Gap Podcast. Hosted by a modern day couple just, just trying to fill the gaps. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Are you listening? Hello and welcome back to What The Gap Podcast. You are joined by your hosts, Kenzie and... AJ. And we are back for part two of Two Years in Melbourne, What They Don't Tell You About Moving Countries. So if you listen to part one, you'll know we talked about how you rely on your partner, you have to make time to make new friends, and the whole complexities that come with going home. We're going to jump straight back into this conversation, and we hope you enjoy it, guys. Let's get into it. All right, so in the last episode, we touched on going home. And how it's not easy because it's really hard to be yourself sometimes. Mm -hmm. Furthering that, it's not a holiday when you go home, ever. (laughs) (laughs) No, even though you'll tell yourself that, like, I can't wait to go home and relax and just spend time with family. Kick back, you know, just simple life. I'll catch up with my friends and it'll just be fine. The moment you land, it's like... Go, 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 go see this person, gotta see this person, gotta take this off, I gotta visit there, I've got, I really wanted to do this, I gotta do, and it's just, you run out of time like instantly. Yeah, I know. And I also find that the moment I land, somebody else has already told me my schedule, which I'm not used to as well. Because obviously, like, when you live away from home, you have a very independent lifestyle, you kind of get to decide how your days look, things like that. But suddenly you're back with your family and they're like, right, we're going to go see this family friend. Then we've got a barbecue. Will you be making it? And then I'm going to make you dinner tonight. We're going to have this. And you're like, oh, I was going to see a friend. And they're like, well, I was going to make your favorite meal. So, oh, my God. (laughs) So there's all those like complexities that come in. And yeah, it's just hectic trying to see everyone. And sometimes you feel like a week is long enough. And it just never is. Yeah, no, a week is never long enough. Yeah. And I love how you just talked about the family thing, like playing it. It's like they feel like it's their job to do that for you. Because <laughs> like, what oh, this mean? is no longer your home now. So you probably don't know what the hell's going on here. I will plan your whole holiday for you. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. It's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I think it's nice because I find a lot of my family and friends are like, oh, you know, we'll bring her into this event this weekend. Or, yeah, we'll bring her along to this party or whatever. And that'll be a bit exciting. And we'll just really embrace the fact that she's home and everybody can see her and da-da-da. And that's so nice because you do feel really welcomed and brought into your old life, I guess, and your old relationships. But at the same time... I guess in your head, you've got an idea of who you want to see and Mm -hmm. what you want to do. And as you said, things you need to tick off. And suddenly you're like, how am I going to balance my plan for this trip and everybody else's plan for my trip? (laughs) (laughs) You know? And I do find that people will be like, you know, you're free today. Let's go do something. Yeah, you must be free. You're on holiday. Yeah. (laughs) And then if you're not, if you've got like lunch with a friend or something, they're like, oh, okay. Well, isn't that oh. why you're back or something? Yeah, it's it's hard to balance oh. everyone at once. And I guess that's the difference between being away and being at home. Like, you've got time <laughs> when you live at home all the time. <laughs> 
Because if you don't catch up with someone today, you can catch up with them at the weekend or something. Or even in two weeks when things quieten down. When you're back for one trip, it's like you've got to see everyone then or you won't see them at all for another like several months. And it's also a time where, you know, if you don't see someone, people will get a bit jealous or they'll really (laughs) read into that. Like, right, so Mackenzie didn't prioritize us catching up. That must mean that I'm no longer on the top friendship list or something, you know? Like, I feel like people do read into that. And that's hard to... I don't know. Battle with as well. It's it really is. It's such a balance. And like, for example, when I go home, I always like to, like, there's a few closer friends that I would genuinely like spend more one on one time with. But yeah, it's never long enough. So I always try and organize like some kind of like BYO dinner or something. Yeah. Just invite a whole bunch of them. That's a good idea. I always I always do it and. Sometimes it's a really good turnout, and sometimes it's really not. <laughs> and it can it can be quite hard because, like you, I have quite a diverse range of friends. Yeah. That like all only connect through me. Yeah. And so that can be quite a hard part of having something like that. Mm. See, that's why I think I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Is because like, I connect with different friends over different things. I've updated people to different points on my life. Yeah. And like vice versa. And then, I don't know, I like to give people that one-on-one time. Yeah. I don't want people to feel like I've just invited them to this BYO just because I'm like, oh, then you'll feel appreciated. That's that. Yeah. That's the other hard you know? part. That's the other hard part. It's just like, yeah, okay, some of these people that come, like, do actually know what's going on with your lives. The others don't. And because they're all come to this dinner for you... <laughs> obliged to spend time with each and every one of them Definitely. so how I end up going about it is I literally have to rotate through the table five minutes each and like it's great because you do get to see everyone but you really don't get to see them no and also like imagine one person comes and you can only talk to them for five minutes but they don't know anyone else yes <laughs> and so then you just feel guilty because you're like you're just sitting there by yourself <laughs> Yeah. But, like, I can't spend all this time with you. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of it's that, a, but I just don't know if it works in reality. Yeah. It's a hard thing to find that balance. I think mm-hmm. the last one I did was really good because a lot of the friends I have back there now do all know each other because of me throwing these kind of events. So they're <laughs> kind of, like, used to it. They know what's going on. But, um, yeah, it is hard. And you have to be almost strategic with who you invite. And then it's like... And what, do you not invite one friend because they're not very good with being social with new people or what, you know? Like, I've got one friend and he just refuses to come to social events. And so I haven't actually seen him for years. Like, I haven't. And it's so frustrating because I always invite him to these dinners, like him and his partner. And they just never come because he's like, oh, bro, I just don't do social situations. So... I always run out of time and I haven't seen him for years because of that because he Mm. just refuses to come he's like come see me you know one on one but like I never get the time to do it Mm. that's hard because it's like who do you blame do you blame you because you haven't put the time in or do you blame him because like (laughs) he's not prioritizing it at all or compromising at all yeah yeah so it's a battle yeah it's a freaking battle definitely and I guess there's no advice there. Just don't expect that going home will be an absolute breeze. Because if you have been away for a while, there's going to be a lot to catch up on. 
So it's probably going to be quite stressful. And I definitely find that the case because usually when I go home, I'm still working because I can take my work anywhere, which is great, but also hard (laughs) because I'm balancing a normal or maybe just below normal workload with trying to see everyone and then family forgetting that work from home does not mean holiday at home. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Anyway, the next one we wanted to talk about, what somebody may or may not tell you about moving countries, is, I guess, the financial burden. Right? Like, I think... This is a pretty common thread that you should prepare. But as you learned, you should really over-prepare, right? Yeah, well, I like to be over-prepared for everything anyway, because I'm mm-hmm. just the type of person I am. But um, no, I think it's, if, especially when it comes to moving country, it pays to be over-prepared financially. And do you want to go into that? I will, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when we moved here, I started applying for jobs yeah i ended up getting the job that i just left Mm. through a connection from back home and because i wanted to see where that was going to lead after i first met with these people it meant that i kind of stepped back a bit from applying for jobs as much Mm -hmm. and it meant that i was out of work for almost two and a half months yeah but I don't think that's just specific to your situation. I think that in general, you can sometimes underestimate how long it will take, not only to get accepted for a job, but the actual process of starting. Like just because somebody's like, we want to hire you, usually they're like, yeah, you can start on April 1st. Mm. And it's like, what, mid-March? Yeah. And you're like, okay, but I've been here for a month. I want to start ASAP. Yeah. But now it's going to be another two weeks. Yeah. And so I guess it's like, yeah, don't assume in your head that it's going to happen quickly, especially if you want to make the right decisions. Like you do not want to rush into something. Mm. And so the only way that you can do that is to make sure that you're in a position where you can stay afloat without an income source. Yeah. And that was different for you because you sort of had some clients that you brought over. So Mm -hmm. you were a little bit more set up than me. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had nothing coming in for yeah. a few months and that sucked. <laughs> but we were prepared for it. So we, it was we both had a good amount of savings, which was amazing. Yeah. But also like, yeah, if you can put yourself in a position like I was able to, where you can bring over an income source or earn while you are moving, mm-hmm. it will just make things so much less stressful. Because even though I wasn't earning anything near a full income, it was just the fact that something was coming in. Because I know that made you feel anxious at times, that you were constantly chipping away at your savings and nothing was replenishing it for quite some time. It sucked. And like, it's okay. It's not something to stress about too much because at the end of the day, if you have your savings there, once you get a job, you will start building on it again. Mm. Like all is not lost. (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time like you have to have those savings there don't just have like a couple grand to last you i don't know a few weeks yeah because what if it takes longer than a few weeks like you don't know 
You don't know the situation you're going to get into. You don't know if your rent's going to be more expensive than you thought it was. Like, this is a new place you're moving to. Even for us, like, we didn't know what was normal rent or accommodation prices when we came here. Mm-hmm. We knew it was going to be more expensive, but how much, we didn't know. Yeah. Uh, how much, like, daily life would cost, we didn't know. No. Were groceries going to be more expensive? All these different, like little things that add up you know and there's like a lot of hidden costs oh definitely that you just don't even realize or think about because yeah. they're things that never cross your mind like um, what sort of things are you thinking about in particular like things like setting up um god i was hoping you wouldn't ask me this <laughs> <laughs> there's so many hidden costs no, no but like there can be like you you don't know how much it's going to cost you to go to the doctors and then you go to the doctors and you're like, oh shit, it's actually like 80 bucks to go to the doctors here. Or, yes, because you you're not a resident to... or something. Yeah, like there's lots of other things that, yeah, maybe, yeah, we can come here as Kiwis, but we don't actually get the, the benefits of being like a citizen. Mm-hmm. But also you don't think about those initial day-to-day costs. Like what if you have multiple apartment viewings? And you need an apartment, so it's important that you go to all these viewings, but you're not going to make it without grabbing an Uber. Mm. And then the Uber ends up being like $60 away or something. And like all these do add up. And then when you've just landed in a place, I mean, good on you if you're going to the supermarket, but me and you (laughs) were Uber eating and going out because you're in this new fucking cool city and you also want to explore and try new places and if you're in melbourne you want to go to all these foodie spots well melbourne is you Mm -hmm. know known for it exactly like when i came here i was like i want a smoothie bowl you know at any and every location because like i'm obsessed with them and they do them really well here yeah and so you've almost got to expect that you're going to have that holiday excitement but maybe you don't have the holiday funds. <laughs> mm. Or you should prepare them. I think yeah? that's uh, why I didn't mind being out of work for that long. Because it did get up... And because you were flexible, it did give mm. us a lot of time to explore all over the place. Yeah, and, that was cool. And eat a lot. <laughs> like, we ate out, like, almost every day. I know. So, you know, that just shows how prepared we were. Because, mm. like, we could have done it on the cheap. We could have been That's eating two-minute noodles until we found jobs and I could have not dented their savings at all. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, what's the money for there? Yeah. If not to enjoy it. And to live and to see. And, yeah, it's nice having uh, X amount of dollars in your bank account and you see it slowly rising all the time. But, yeah, like, that's one part of life. Living is... I don't think that's even a big part of life. That's not fun. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, it's I guess nice unless see, you're but... saving for a house or something. But, yeah, at the same time, if you have saved to move countries, like, the reason you're moving countries is to experience the new. Mm. So, like, make sure you're prepared to actually experience it. Yeah. You know, like, I wouldn't change a thing about how we did things because, yes, <laughs> I don't think we got into a normal way of living and spending for a long time. <laughs> but, like, I'm glad it was that way. And I genuinely think you should prepare. Almost prepare as if you're about to go on holiday and spend the amount you would on holiday. Yeah, at the start. Yeah. Because, like, you will. Because you'll just feel like it's a holiday for a while. 
And then you'll realize actually eating out every day is not normal. Like remember when you'd started work and I was still like treating myself to avocado smash at a cafe where I was working like every day. (laughs) I was doing that for a while because I was like, oh my God, I love Melbourne's foodie scene. And so I'd be sitting up at a cafe working away and I'd order my avocado and halloumi on toast like every day. That's a good 25 bucks, 30 bucks, easy. Yeah. And that's not like a long-term way of living. I had to get to the point where I was like, it's okay to get a coffee, Mackenzie, but like you have a home now. You are sitting up here. You need to go home and make your lunch. (laughs) You know, like you can't. Yeah, it's, it's not a sustainable way of living or it's not a smart way of living to do that all the time. No. But, yeah, I think you should be aware that that might happen. And, like, it's okay if it does. It's actually really nice if it does. But, like, it's only nice if you've actually got the financial means to <laughs> let it happen. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, over-prepare financially if you are going to move countries. And especially if you don't have a job waiting for you at the other side. Yes. The next thing we put down was, oh, we kind of touched on this, but like this kind of applies to like calling home, not necessarily going home, but just making connections back home. And that's the guilt you feel around dispersing your effort and your attention to everybody who requires it. Means something to you. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. How do you go with this? Oh, I feel like I do pretty good. Yes. Like my sort of main core friends, I will arrange to have a chat with them every couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case. Sometimes, you know, life happens and it doesn't quite work out. But I would say it's pretty frequent that I would touch base with my more close friends that I care about and want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then with family... I would say I'm pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but granted, you have two members of your family, like of your intimate family. You have your mum and your brother. I, I guess dad you, as yeah, well. you have your dad, but he's in the UK. I guess it does come into play, like how many siblings or how many family members at home you have. Yeah. To kind of communicate with. And also, the one thing that can get quite hard is you know what you talk to them about. Like, in terms of... <laughs> like, say, say for instance, for me, like, when I call my mum. Yeah. Like, there's only so much that I talk to her about. Yeah. And so I don't need to talk to her that often. Oh, okay. Or is it more that you don't need to talk to her for a long time, but just check in with her regularly? Yeah, like I'll send her a Facebook message or something and ask how she's at, but like, in terms of... That was a terrible sentence. Okay. okay. <laughs> I know I mumble sometimes, but that was literally not opening your mouth. Are we keeping this in here? Or? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you decide. Are you listening? So I guess, for instance, with my mum, I'll send her a message and check in on her every week. Mm-hmm. But I won't talk to her on the phone every week. Just because <laughs> not much changes in her life on the day-to-day. And okay. I don't know, it can almost feel like a bit of a waste of time just trying to find something to talk about. So it's okay. almost like you spend a bit more time 
between those calls so you can actually save up some things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's different for, say, my brother. Yes. I would update on him on much more, like, regular day-to-day things. Yeah. Um, that your mum would just be like, I don't care about that, AJ. <laughs> yeah. Or she just wouldn't get me. Like, Why are you telling me this? It's okay, yeah. irrelevant to like anything. Like that thing about the bumper stickers, the bloody baby Yoda. <laughs> Yeah, me and your mum both don't care about that. Where's my brother? Yeah, he'd react. Oh, dope. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I guess balancing that and the time that you give to certain family members or people that are important to your life can be quite difficult. Mm -hmm. How do you go about it? I find this hard. I really do. And I've struggled with it for a long time. And I think that's because of a few factors. Firstly, I would say... I'm the type of person who throws myself into wherever I am at that point. So, came to Melbourne, threw myself into Melbourne life. Yeah, you did. And I do that when I go back to New Zealand. You don't hear from me for like a few days sometimes. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It and you've, my heart. No, you've gotten used to that. But it's because I throw myself into the situation I'm in at the present time. I like to be present with people, not on my phone. You know, I may as well be back in Melbourne if I'm not doing that. So, yeah, that is one thing that makes it hard because I do kind of throw myself into the life I'm in. So whether I'm in Melbourne life or New Zealand life. And then I'm also just a very busy person as is. Mm. So like finding that extra time for phone calls can be hard. But I think it's also finding extra time for the amount of phone calls. And I know with my family, we're people who can talk for hours. (laughs) Honestly, all of us are the same. Like, guys, you know how much I talk. My family is the same. So I'm not kidding. When I have a conversation with my mom or my sister or my brother, I need minimum one and a half to two hours spare. Yeah minimum and they like expect that of you as well oh 100 percent. so sometimes like you know they'll call me at a random point and just be like you're free for a chat and i'll be like "Mm, not really this actually happened with my sister the other day i was like oh i'm still doing some work actually and then she was just like i'll just tell you something real quick next minute one and a half hours has gone by and i've been like thank you i wasn't actually free i needed to do that work task but i guess i'll be you know rushing it out now whatever but that is just how families like sometimes and I know that with my family like we've always connected over you know going for coffee and talking two three hours later and so that's really important to dedicate that time to relationships like that and if you know that is your kind of love languages Mm. in that sense it's that quality time like you need to do that but at the same time that's a battle. It's really hard because sometimes I will find that two, three hours for my sister or for my brother, but then my mom hasn't got it. Mm. And then I need to find another two, three hours, you know, for my best friend. And then if you are so busy, which often I am. Oh, you are. Yeah. And then like, there's a lot of events on or something and I'm coming home and I'm tired and all I want to do is make some dinner and make sure I get a good night's sleep. You know, I'm like, I'm losing that time. And sometimes I'll go like, you know, a week or two weeks and be like, oh my gosh, like I haven't been able to find that time. 
I think that can be really hard. And also knowing, you know, I guess when to say no to one person so that you can give time to someone else is just difficult because I was even on the phone with my sister the other day and my mum was like, we haven't had a call in ages. And I was like, I'm feeling guilty as soon as you say that. Even if you don't mean for me to feel that way, I now feel like I haven't done the right thing Mm. because I've been on the phone with my sister two days in a row or something. And now I feel like I should have evened it out more. And because they live under the same roof, of course, they're going to know that. You know, they're going to be like, oh, so Mackenzie's making an effort with you, but not with me. Uh Or, oh, you found out that update about Mackenzie's life, but like she hasn't shared that with me. And so it can be, it can be hard. And like, I'm a person who really internalizes that guilt. Like if somebody (laughs) says to me, it's been a long time since we talked. I'm like, oh my God, like (laughs) I've let you down, you know? And then at the same time, I'm like, you know, I love living a busy life. I don't want to give that up, but it's just, it's part of living away that you're not just going to see your family at home at night and catch up naturally. You really have to put aside that time now for your friends and for your family. And yeah, it's, it's, it's quite an effort, I think, to balance on top of daily life. And I think you don't realize how much of an effort that is, um, before you move you don't really think about it like that no you know and also because you know they're two separate lives now like trying to link them up Mm. to give that time is freaking hard yeah it is and and with the time difference even though it's only two hours sometimes it's like it's too late in new zealand or it's too early in melbourne or Mm. something like that and yeah i mean you'll find that with your dad even more with uk time right yeah, so I can catch up with him in the evenings on normally Sunday. Mm. And it's when he's waking up Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got two little brothers. And yep. They're very demanding. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so sometimes I get to chat to him for two minutes. And sometimes it's 50. But every time I call him, I don't know how long I'm actually going to get. Yeah. So you just chat as much as you can until he gets drawn away or whatever. Yeah, but I guess also if you don't lock in that Sunday call, it's either waiting till next Sunday or the one after, and quickly those weeks rack up, right? Where you're like, oh shit, I haven't talked to him in ages. Yeah, so I can go, you know, upwards of a month without chatting to him, which, yeah, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's not ideal, but I guess, yeah, it just is one of the battles. Mm -hmm. On that kind of note, another thing that maybe isn't communicated about moving countries is that quite naturally some of your friendships will get closer and some of them will distance yes and this does relate to that whole thing we said about navigating like the changes you're both going through as individuals Mm -hmm. so like sometimes you'll get on the phone with a friend or a family member and your lives will suddenly be really different And maybe they were really similar when you once lived in the same place, you were doing the same thing together and you had so much to talk about and to connect over. And then suddenly like those paths are diverting more and more and more as the months go on and you're struggling to pull them together again, you know? Yeah, that's true. How have you found that? Well, I think that can also go the other way, like because your lives are so different now 
when you set aside that time it's really nice because it like how do I say this like it's so familiar with all your craziness in life and things you kind of sometimes want just something familiar and just same old and a bit more chill that you don't have to make too much effort towards you can just mm. kind of spend time on the phone and it's all good like whatever's said is said but I don't know sometimes it's nice to slow down with some friends okay and just relax a little I don't know I I don't know if I'm explaining this right no I get what you mean but I don't think it relates to this point (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) no I get what you mean like what you're saying is like it can bring a bit of solace when you Mm. get on the phone and nice word (laughs) everything around you is so different and it's so new and it's daunting and all that that you get on the phone you're like oh something old something I know maybe something predictable yes and that's that's nice that's nice for anyone it's why people stay in routine for fucking all their lives (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's nice but yeah I don't think it relates to what we're talking about (laughs) I guess though like that kind of familiarity can for a while bring you closer with someone because you're like I really value you and what you bring to me yeah because you bring that calmness yeah even though i'm going through a lot of changes yeah but more like what i was talking about anyway was like how you are growing and you are changing and you're experiencing different things and like there have been times when i've gone back to new zealand caught up with old friends and i tell them what i'm doing and i'm almost like I don't know, I can tell they're not resonating with it or they're not connecting or they don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, And then they'll kind of tell me about their lives and I'm kind of the same back. Like, I'll try to ask questions and really connect with it. But at the same time, I'm like very aware in my head that I'm not at the same place, you know? It's like if I go back and I talk to friends who are still at uni and I'm not saying that me working is anywhere ahead or more progressive or whatever because some people are doing seven year law degrees or something and that's amazing (laughs) but it's like if I go back and they talk about like the uni lifestyle and studying and all that kind of stuff it feels kind of distant from me now Mm. even though it wasn't that long ago (laughs) it's just it's not in my sphere anymore no so I can resonate with it to a point based on past experience but that's about it it's not how my current lifestyle looks it's not where my head's at all this kind of thing like say partying and things like that it's not what I'm into so it's just like I don't know there's almost like a level or a depth that your connection can go you're not currently loving did you take in anything I just said (laughs) Yeah, of course, I took it all in. Okay. But yes, sometimes that can happen. And then I also think that the opposite can happen as well, where because you're finding a new version of yourself and finding confidence in that person, Mm. when you present that to somebody else, even an old friend, maybe that will bring you closer than ever. Because maybe, let's say you're really in touch with your emotional side now. And you never shared that with an old friend. And then you finally did. And it turned out your old friend has also experienced some sort of trauma. Yeah. And then you come together and you can connect over that. Yeah. You know, like I think there is the potential 
for friendships to become closer. Yeah. And like, sorry, you go. I said, I think I've experienced quite a lot of that in the two years that we've been here. Oh, really? Yeah. And especially doing this podcast, like it has actually reconnected me with a lot of people that they were a part of my life for Uh a long time. I've known them for forever, you know, over a decade. But um, yeah, I never really sort of crossed that next threshold of friendship I guess and made a deeper connection and now I'm sort of expressing myself a lot more and people are hearing it they're like mm-hmm. oh dude like you know I feel that I understand um mm. I've, I've had this situation happen to me yeah and oh it's just it's really nice yeah when you are yourself and then people actually resonate and be like oh I'm, I'm like that as well mm-hmm. but that's because you found more confidence Exactly. In your values, isn't it? And yes. now you're like presenting them, yeah, like on a public platform. And when you go home, that people are like, "Oh shit!" Like, there's more to this guy that I didn't know. Yeah, and like that's the same with me. I'm going to share that with him. Yeah. yeah, I think that was a real big thing for me when I moved over to the UK, because I wasn't really sure of myself and my yeah. emotions and who I was. And I did say to you, like most of my friends kind of really dropped off my radar. I didn't really talk to any of them, like, the whole time I was there. Wow. And uh, I made new friends. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're friends you make through travel and getting, you know, and you have these experiences with, but you don't really have that deeper connection because you don't get the time to make it. Yeah. And then I think now moving here, those kind of friendships that I had rekindled since moving back to Wellington have actually maintained and become stronger because I'm much more sure of who I am now and what I want to share and they've been way more receptive to that mm. because I've shown it more mm-hmm. and but now, that took you moving away exactly to find that person and to find that confidence right yeah and to almost like design a life you're proud of yeah and, and then go right I'm ready to share it with other people yeah and it's been it's been so good all of my close friends now have become much closer it's yeah. really weird how it's worked mm. but yeah it's been so good mm-hmm. do you think that's also because when you were at home maybe you thought or assumed that all your friends see you in a particular way and you can't be any different and mm. then you went away you found yourself you found confidence you shared that even incidentally with those old friends back home mm. and it turns out that like they would have been receptive to that all along or maybe they've reached a place themselves where they're now more receptive to different people and different traits and experiences and things like that Mm. that like now you're ready to come together in that way yeah i think it's a combo of both of those things yeah for me yeah what do you mean well i don't know like how have you found it with with your friends like Oh, yeah. I mean, I've experienced both, 100%. Yeah. Like, with some friends, it has shown me how our connection is transient. Is that the word? I think that means, like, it's not bound to time or time doesn't affect it. Yeah. So whether we don't talk for ages or whether we don't see each other, the connection is and will always be there. Yes. And our lives don't have to mirror each other for that connection to be there. Yeah. And yeah, distance has shown that. And then with others, I've realized that 
we've really connected over sharing similar paths and as soon as those paths differ the deeper connection's not there yeah and uh yeah that's definitely come through in a lot of friendships but also i would say that even in terms of say me and my mom and she will admit this herself me and my mom have a closer relationship when we're apart (laughs) (laughs) we understand each other better we can't live under the same roof (laughs) (laughs) we're both opinionated people and we clash. Yep. But when we are apart, I think we have more respect for each other than ever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's done wonders for our relationship. Yeah. Like I worry about what might have happened if I stayed home. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though. So like in that way, you know, it's that whole distance makes the heart grow fonder. Like I have more appreciation for her now being away and being able to design my own life, I have more appreciation for the role she has and does play in it now. Yeah. Than before. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, distance can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. It's just one of those things. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the same for me with my brother, my full brother. Mm. Our relationship is so much better when we are apart. Yeah. When we're under the same roof, like. I wind him up. He winds me up. We piss each other off. We fight. We have nice moments as well. Yeah. But there's a good balance of all of them. Yeah. And when we're apart or in like, not even in different countries, just not under the same roof. Yeah. Uh, our relationship is so much stronger. Like you, we communicate almost every day. That's we so talk nice. about all kinds of things that we would never would or we never had before I'd moved out. Yeah. And, um... Is that because you were too busy winding each other up, or why? Probably. I don't know. There's something about maybe moving out that makes you seem a bit more like an adult and that you actually have things switched on and stuff. But when you're still at home, it's like... It's not like that. I don't know. It oh, I kind of get that. Do you know what I mean? I don't like, know. you start to treat... Even my sister said this to me the other day. It's like, your siblings are your friends. And I think as you grow up, that becomes more and more the case. You're jumping on a phone call with a good friend. Yeah. And so you treat each other like good friends. Yeah. And respect each other in that way. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas if you're under the same roof, you're like, stop trying to be cool. Stop trying to do this and that. Like, yeah. 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 It just, you revert back to childish ways. Right? When you live together and you just, just yeah, run them up together. You know? No, that's 100% true. It's like one of your best closest. And I would say, like, my brother now is one of my closest friends. Oh, that's nice. Which is, I know he won't listen to this because he's a sack, but. um, (laughs) (laughs) It's there anyway. It's in recording. Yeah, love's there. So. Yeah. uh, No, it's, it's been real good for our relationship. Yeah. Being apart. That's so good to hear. And it's terrible though, because when I do go home, it's like we're bloody siblings again. And we're <laughs> at each other's throats. <laughs> oh, don't worry. That can be the same. Like for the first few hours for me and my siblings, we're like absolutely in love with each other's company, laughing, hysterical. Yeah. And then it'll be like that night and we'll be yelling at each other it'll and be like disagreeing. One moment and yep. it just switches. 100%. And you're just like, 
fuck off. Or one decision that you don't don't agree on, and you're just like, yep, I hate you again. You can go home. <laughs> <laughs> can you just leave? Far out. It was so much simpler when you weren't here. Like, <laughs> fully get that. Yeah. Anyway, that is pretty much our final point about what people don't tell you about moving countries. And a lot of these have been kind of warning points. But just to conclude, another thing that is not emphasized probably enough is what an amazing, life-changing, I would say, must-do decision it is. For so many reasons, especially for your personal growth. Like, as we mentioned throughout both parts of this podcast, you are going to change a lot and you're going to have this ability that you've never had to design your life from scratch without external influences, which I think is so important to actually giving yourself the space to become who you were meant to be. Yeah. You know, because that is really hard to do when you're surrounded by old people, old environments. It's really hard to just suddenly create a new way of living because all those reminders of how you used to live are right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's an amazing decision. Like, I wouldn't change anything about what we've done here in the past two years in Melbourne. No. I think it's been incredible. What yeah. about you? I'm 100% preach like Yeah. That that ability and not being drawn back by old influences is huge and I totally agree with that like the self-growth and becoming yourself. You can do back at home, but mm. holy shit, it's it's a struggle and that's a huge test in itself, but moving away guarantees it it's going to happen yes because you're forced to make those decisions by yourself right yeah like you're forced to ask yourself what makes me happy who do i like to be surrounded by how do i value success yeah you know because you don't have other people who are giving you those answers every single day showing you their versions of it Mm. yeah yeah that's cool but i like doing it yeah like this And you also mentioned that every time you go back, you get more and more confident in the life you're creating. Oh, yes. You know? Yeah. I always, like you said before, I always message you being like, oh, Baba, like, I'm so upset with myself and blah, blah, blah. But then at the same time, I'm really proud of what I've become outside of, you know, back then. So (laughs) it's like a very mixed emotions kind of time <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I get that but it does it does give you more confidence in that sense because like as we mentioned when you go back and you do stand behind who you are you're suddenly like yo I've got a self esteem here I've, <laughs> I've created this person and I'm proud to be them and like I think it also develops your confidence in what you can do as an individual Because like a lot of our lives when we're at home are set up for us. Like we've gone to a great school or we've gotten a great education because our mum has worked hard Mm -hmm. for us to go to this school. Yeah. Or we've potentially had a group of friends because our sibling was friends with this person and our mum knew her mum and this person knew that person and that's why we're friends with them. 
Yeah. Like there's a lot of things that we haven't created necessarily ourselves. From scratch. Exactly. It's yeah. like an institution almost. Yeah. Um, or a lot of like generational effect. Yes. Whereas if you move to a new country, like for me right now, if I look around, there's no reason other than myself that I have a community of friends, that I have a job, that I have a stable relationship, that I have a roof over my head, all these different factors. There's nobody else I can be like, oh, they helped me do that but me. Yeah. Which, of course, that is a most amazing confidence booster. You know? Big time. Mm. And now I know if ever I was put in a situation where I did not have a job, where I did not have friends, where I didn't have, you know, community, all these factors of like a happy, healthy life, Mm -hmm. I could create that again myself. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't think that you could, I don't know, grow that level of self-esteem and self-belief in another way. Yeah, unless you yeah moved. Yeah, so move, guys. Yeah, <laughs> pack up and go. <laughs> it's really weird how it could seem. It seems like a simple thing to do, you know, just live a life. But like to create a life that you are proud of mm. and makes you happy, mm-hmm. that is all done by you. Is yeah, it is the biggest boost of reassurance that you're living your best life and mm-hmm. you are who you want to be yeah exactly i think we don't realize sometimes that in the first 18 years of our life we've just literally been learning from somebody else's template and then when you go and you live somewhere else and you are forced to tweak and sometimes completely recreate your life that like fuck now you're building your own template you know yeah and when you've built it, <laughs> it's so rewarding. Yeah. That's no, really good. I love it. <laughs> so <laughs> high five to two years of album. Oh, that was a crap high five. Go ahead. Nice. They had that one. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed that. Maybe learned something from it. Maybe it's even sparked your consideration of moving countries. I hope it has. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, don't forget to like and subscribe, and we will catch you in the next episode. All right, guys. See us soon. No, we won't. You'll hear from us soon. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Peace. Are you listening? Damn.